Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and joining me, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the main roster, or I guess not, I said I'm not going to say that anymore, the uh, Monday or Friday show call-up to my Tuesday trade. I don't know. <laughs> it, just, a- uh, it just rolled off the tongue. It did. It did. That, that really rolled off the tongue. Uh, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> how's everybody doing out there steve how are you doing uh i'm all right i i fought with some bees i bought yes, some I tires one. guess which of the two was more painful uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a loaded question um i'm gonna go with the bees <laughs> no no. <laughs> no tires are not cheap you got stung on the head i got stung on the head out yes the head Multiple the back times <laughs> uh, one time on the head one time on the back, one time on my right side, and one time on my left hip leg area. Uh, y- you know, uh, honey isn't a sunscreen. I'm just <laughs> letting you know. <laughs> Feels good, though. <laughs> oh, man. We got, a, we got a big show today. Lots to talk about. Lots has gone on this week and lots coming up. Uh, it's a big week. Big week tonight. WWE has fans live back in the building. Uh, AEW, of course, Beat them a little bit to the punch on Wednesday, um, but it's still good. I'm I'm grateful for fans being back for every show that does wrestling. It can only help. It really can. Unless you're Jackson Riker. Unless you're Jackson Riker. <laughs> but uh, we're going to get started, of course, with our three count, uh, our weekly segment. It was my challenge this week, and it was your three favorite mystery opponents. And uh, this could be... You know, a mystery opponent could be uh, an unmasking. You thought it was one wrestler and then boom, it's not, you know, surprise opponent is basically the theme. And uh, it's a fun one. I like that. Looking back, there's a lot of really good moments that happened with mystery and surprise opponents. But I will let you kick us off this week, sir. All right. All right. So I'm starting off my number three. SummerSlam 2010. So uh, this is a mystery opponent, but also a mystery partner. Yes, yes. As uh, the Nexus was taking on John Cena and his mm-hmm. team of five. But going in, John Cena only had a team of four. Right. And uh, we didn't know who it was. I had my hopes. I had my hopes who it was going to be. And for once, I actually got my wish. Mm-hmm. As the mystery partner was the returning after having been fired, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan. Yes. And at that point, he wasn't a star. No. I mean, honestly, most people didn't even remember him for, from the WWE audience. Yeah. Uh, he, he, was, he had only been part of the Nexus invasion that night on Raw, choked Justin Roberts with a tie. That mm-hmm. was apparently too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so they fired him, made no sense, um, realized how stupid they were at mm-hmm. some point, and uh, brought him back. And I popped. I was already a fan. He won me over in NXT. 
Um, even even the stupid version of NXT where they were doing things like chugging Pepsi or whatever that was. Um, they still also wrestled and he, he won me over very Really that first match he had with Chris Jericho, it only went like six minutes, but I could see right then and there. And I'd seen him in Ring of Honor. Yeah. But he showed me more in that six minute match than I saw from him in Ring of Honor. And he won me over with that match against Jericho. And um, I, I remember being at Raw, the same Raw, where I almost got in a fight with the guy that that poked the little kid, pushed the little kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, on my other side, he was to my left. On our side to the right, there was just this couple, and they were nice enough. Um, but it was before, was it before? Um, I don't know. I was talking about Daniel Bryan. I don't remember exactly where in this whole scenario the show landed but i was talking to them about daniel bryan he must have been around at that point he'd already come back yeah he'd already come back and um i i I said i was hoping to see daniel bryan and the guy was like man i don't think that little guy's gonna make it (laughs) (laughs) yes he's going to make it yes he's going to make it um you tell vince to shut his mouth (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it just goes to show that, you know, uh, it, it, not everyone pays enough attention to really see who's special before they become like a star. Yeah. And, um, but he did, he definitely made it. And, uh, the night he returned, I felt hope again for wrestling. And so it made my number three. That's an excellent choice. It definitely circled my list. It was almost on there. That's a really good choice. Uh, I'm going to, uh, July, 1997, WCW Nitro. Uh, we had a match with the Macho Man Randy Savage, his opponent, La Parca. Or was it? Uh, the match went on, and, and kudos to the person under the mask uh, impersonating La Parca very, very well in this match. Because uh, La Parca had all those fun animated moves that he would do in the ring, his little signatures. And then out of nowhere, a diamond cutter hit Savage. And DDP uh, reveals himself, and they were locked in this big feud with Savage and DDP, and it was one of the best things on Nitro at the time, um, like outside of the NWO, which at at this point, I mean, they were in full swing, uh, but they were kind of almost getting to the crest and starting to to go over the hill uh, and jump the shark with the NWO. But uh, DDP became, was one of the hottest baby faces in WCW at the time, if not the hottest, uh, you know, that wasn't named Bill Goldberg. Um, or, or Sting, probably. Or Sting. Yeah, no, Sting was yeah. still, yeah, Sting's still up there. Um, but the fans loved him, and the pop was one of the loudest pops I think I've ever heard when he revealed himself. And it was just amazing. And it, it was one of the moments that made me wanted to do this particular list. <laughs> Ah, okay. Okay. It's not my favorite, you know, mystery mm-hmm. opponent or reveal, but mm-hmm. it was one of the ones that I think about a lot and I really, really enjoyed. Uh, but yeah, that was my number three. I just, I, again, this is when, you know, height of the Monday night war and kudos to, to diamond Dallas page, a guy who, you know, didn't really make it into the business until he was almost too old. Yeah. Uh, he started late, really started late. really, really late. Started as a valet, Basically, in a manager, well, not a valet, I guess. A driver for the honky tonk. A man. driver for the honky tonk man, and then, uh, and he was a bouncer, I believe, was his profession before he got into wrestling, uh, which that's not uncommon. There's a lot of wrestlers who have been bouncers. Um, 
Kevin Nash and the list goes on. But, uh, but yeah, DDP, I was a real big fan of DDP and that big face push that he had against the NWO. And that's why it made my number three. Yeah, that was a good one. I remember that. That was fun. That was fun. Rarity for me. Okay. My number two goes to WCW. Okay. If we have any crossover on our list, I think this is going to be it. Okay. As we're talking Bash of the Beach, 1996. Mm. Sting, Savage, Luger against the Outsiders and who? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. But of course we didn't know. I, you know, I don't really even need to talk about this moment anymore. No, like we, we've talked about it on the show. Um, but just the moment that really made it feel like, and they'd already on screen said, you know, they asked Hall and Ash, do you work for the WWF? And they were like, no, like they no. had to do that on camera, yeah. but you know what? Whatever. When Hogan was the third guy that really made it feel like WWF versus WCW. Yeah, and, and it was huge. He'll turn for Hogan on top of it. Craziness. Yeah, I mean, this moment, like I say, we've talked about it many times before, but the fact that, you know, up until, you know, if, if you believe like the interviews and everything that they've done, up until like a week before, we didn't know Hogan was going to be the guy. They didn't know Hogan was going to be the guy. Um, and like they wanted Sting to do it, and Sting didn't want to do it. He was really against it. I guess he was going to. He's basically going to be forced to do it. But then Hogan decided, you know, okay, it's time. Let's do it. He jumped on, as as Nash says, he's like, he saw that money train pulling out. And he's like, no, no, hold up. I'm going to get yeah. on that, brother. Yeah. Well, and, he was smart enough to know. Smart yeah. enough to see it and to get it and to know what him turning heel would do for his own career. It revitalized. Because he was getting booed. Yeah. He was getting booed. And he was getting booed anyway. Why not turn heel and earn them? Yeah, earn it. And I mean, it, it it gave new life into his career. It's almost like when Travolta did Pulp Fiction and revitalized his acting career. It was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he became a, a superstar all over again. Uh, yep. Yeah, not going to have crossover. It's not on my list. I didn't put oh, it on Oh, wow. Okay. Mostly okay. because we've talked about it so much. That's the reason mm-hmm. I didn't put it on there. Okay. But I mean, it would definitely be up there. Okay. Well, that's in cool. I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious to see what you choose then. Actually, I would think my number two might be where we would have crossover myself. Oh, well, we'll see. Uh, and oh, and look, my screen timed up. Dang it! <laughs> but we're going to WrestleMania 11. A mystery tag partner for Owen Hart going after the tag team championships, and he went out and got the biggest, the baddest Yokozuna. And brought those titles home. And I unfortunately I cannot remember who did they defeat? Who did they smoking take? guns? It was the smoking guns. Okay. That's what I thought, but I couldn't remember. Um, but I mean, this was huge. Um, and good lord, what a team. They were great. I mean, Owen was just fantastic. And we've oh, talked yeah. about Yoko, the agility for a dude his size, and you put him together as a team. It very much we get echoes of it now with Omos and AJ Styles. You have the the quick technician kind of – I mean, not that Owen was a small guy comparatively back then. Well, compared to Yoko, who wasn't? Well, yeah. Um, but then you have the big, almost this, the, you know, the unstoppable force, and then you got the technician, and it's a perfect pairing. And it was amazing. Amazing. I mean, I, I've always been an Owen fan, and I really enjoyed their 
heel run with the tag belts after WrestleMania 11. Yeah, they and they became a, a real tag team, and they almost had to do it. Like Yoko at that point, well, I mean, he he came in big, but he was getting so big by that point that he really couldn't be depended on to last through a singles match. Right. Not not a significant one. You could do squash matches, something, you know, five minutes, sure. But beyond that, eh. so Owen was there to carry the metaphorical weight of Yokozuna. And uh, he, I mean, there wasn't anything Owen couldn't do and do well. And uh, yeah, the tag team worked. Yoko came in when it was his time to to do his thing. And uh, Owen carried the heavy load through, mm-hmm. through their matches. And it worked. And they were great champions. Yes. Excellent. Not my, not my number one, though. Oh, Okay. So for my number one, going back quite a ways to SummerSlam 1988, the first SummerSlam, mm-hmm. when the injured Brutus Beefcake, mm-hmm. who was so legitimately injured he almost died, um, couldn't make his Intercontinental title match with the Honky Tonk Man. And so the Honky Tonk Man comes out. He says he needs a challenger. He says, I don't care who it is. Big mistake. Get somebody out here. (laughs) Even superstar Billy Graham on commentary was like, oh, don't say that, brother. (laughs) The music hits. The ultimate warrior storms the ring. 31 seconds later, the honky tonk man's historic intercontinental title reign comes to an end. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't have time to get himself disqualified. He didn't have time to get himself counted out, which is how he'd retained his title for over a year. And the pop, the mm-hmm. pop, because Honky Tonk Man sold tickets. He oh, yeah. sold tickets because people wanted to see him lose that belt. And so getting to be there to actually see that happen, man, Madison Square Garden was happy. I was happy. I was running around the living room. Uh, <laughs> it was the arrival. It wasn't the literal arrival of the Ultimate Warrior. Like he'd been around. But it was the arrival of the Ultimate Warrior as a character and as a star. Like, this guy's going to be a player. This guy's going to be big. Yep. And uh, it was kind of the arrival of SummerSlam, too. Like, that was the first big SummerSlam moment. And uh, followed by uh, Mega Powers, this is the Mega Bucks later that night, Elizabeth, (laughs) showing her her stuff. Um, So two, two big moments that night. Uh, But the Ultimate Warrior, man, that's, uh, it's, it's to this day, it, one of my favorite SummerSlam moments, top easily top five, probably top three. Uh, love it, love it. Best surprise opponent ever. Nice, uh, a worthy number one. Definitely circled my list. Uh, again, it looks like no crossover, no okay. crossover on our lists. Uh, I went a little, <coughs> excuse me, a little more recent. Uh, for my number one, because as I've talked about, I love the crowd reaction. I love the pop, and one of the loudest deafening pops for a superstar in a reveal I feel happened in 2016 at battleground. Sasha Banks needed a partner and we knew, you know, there are so many people it could be at this point. And some people thought, well, maybe this, maybe that. And then Bailey comes out and the place erupts like yes goes nuts yes we did you were there i was there Ah. that night in washington dc yeah that was a tremendous moment yeah oh and 
and it was because you had the others who had been called up and Bailey, we won't say was left behind, but she did not make the initial call up with um, like Sasha and Becky and Charlotte. Uh, but everybody was like, when is she coming? When is she coming? Because she was part of the four horsewomen and she made her arrival and the fans went crazy. It was just a, an amazing moment uh, for her to really kick off at that time, her main roster debut. Yeah. When it was definitely NXT was your developmental and, you know, Raw and SmackDown was your goal uh, for main roster. But, yeah, I, that's why it made my number one, because I just I went back and watched that pop again. I was like, man, that is deafening. It is yeah. loud. Yeah. And I just thought it was amazing. I was surprised that many people knew who she was in the crowd that night. Mm. Being that NXT was just on the WWE Network. That's true. Watch it on USA at that time. And so right. I was I was surprised by by that reaction and i got a great picture of sasha and bailey doing the the hug to our side of the ring nice yes great picture and later that night we had one of the best matches i've ever witnessed in person between Sami Zayn and kevin owens so that was uh and that was also the only triple threat match we ever got with the members of the shield that oh night. that's right yeah so that was a good show that was that a good night. show yeah so glad I was at that one. And then I got stuck in the rain for an hour trying to get a taxi back to my hotel. Oh, I remember. I think you texted me about that. <laughs> yeah. And my battery was dying on my phone. Oh. And yeah. So the, after the show, not as great, but the show <laughs> was great. Uh, yeah. So good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Just uh, some other honorable mentions just to throw out there that were kind of circling my list. Taz versus Angle. Oh, the yeah. Royal Rumble was one. Um, wasn't technically a match or an opponent, so I didn't count it. But Mickey James as La Luchadora, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, helping Alexa Bliss versus uh, Becky, or was it I Sasha? So. I no, it wasn't remember. Sasha. It was, no, Becky. it was not Sasha. It was Becky. Yeah, it was Becky. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Flair as uh, I can't remember what his. Uh, the black scorpion or black scorpion yes yes Sting. yes mm-hmm. yes uh, were some of the ones that were and, and i mean you throw john cena in there versus angle his mm-hmm. uh but again that's more of a debut same mm-hmm. thing with the undertaker from survivor right. series right plenty about, to choose um, from what about fabulous moolah unmasking us the spider yes just beat wendy richter in the original screw job yes the original screw job yeah man but yeah that fun list a fun list yep. i think three count this week yeah. So uh, your turn to challenge, sir. All right. I'm going simple. I'm going straightforward this time. Okay. All right. We've been talking so much lately about how Raw has not been great. I want your three favorite Raw matches. Ooh. Boom. Okay. Bam. Simple. Well, simple in the fact that it's very direct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not so simple as, good Lord, the number of matches to choose from. <laughs> right. <laughs> Heck, during the uh, the Attitude Era, I think we got about 30 every episode. <laughs> Just about. Because they Lord. only ran about two minutes each. Yeah, good God. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's going to be a good one. It's going to be an endeavor, but it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> yeah. um, so awesome. Favorite Raw matches. I love it. That'll be next week's three count. Hey, let us know, you know, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what your three favorite mystery opponent reveals and uh, what your favorite raw matches are as we go into that next week. 
Um, also, real quick, just want to say, uh, I know we haven't had a bonus episode in a while. Uh, scheduling and everything has kind of prevented us, plus trying to figure out which one we want to do <laughs> between the ideas we have for bonus episodes. But we will have more coming soon um, and some other big updates for the show in the next you know, two to three weeks, probably. So just stay tuned and say that. But let's get uh, let's get into the show proper. Like I say, lots to talk about. And of course, we have to start uh, once again on kind of a sad note. Not not even kind of. It's a sad note. I mean, yeah. Not to say kind of. We did lose a legend uh, earlier this week. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff uh, passed away. And and I, I, I didn't realize this, but I saw a picture and the whole Heenan family is now gone. Yeah. And that's just sad. Um man i know i guess depending on which ones you're counting haku's still around he was part of it okay okay. i guess depending on what era you're talking if you're talking the original era then yeah yeah i think it was the original era is the picture the guy showed yeah like 85 86 yeah yeah uh like bundy yeah john stud john stud yeah but yeah sad that we lost mr one i know you were a big fan of yeah yeah we've covered a lot of these passings on on the show since we started it in november and of all those, this is the toughest one for me. Uh, he he was part of my formative years as a wrestling fan, a big part. Uh, you know, it started with Hogan and Piper for me, but after Hogan and Piper came Hogan versus Orndorff. And um, uh, the how successful that program was also cannot be understated. Uh, can't be over overstated. Can't be overstated. 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 Um, he. he it, it became a regular thing for Hogan to befriend someone and have them turn on him. Orndorff was the first. That was the first time it happened. So you weren't waiting for it to happen. Um, And the way it played out, I mean, it it was done very well. It wasn't just out of nowhere. Like you saw little hints of it, little things like Orndorff getting frustrated that Hogan wasn't returning his calls and just little things. And then Adrian Adonis, whispering in his ear and kind of planting things on the flower shop and kind of getting him worked up until it was Hogan and Orndorff against Bundy and uh, Big John Studd on WWF Superstars. And uh, Orndorff hung back as, as Bundy and Studd just double teamed Hogan relentlessly and just kept double teaming, double teaming. Then he finally ran in and helped him out. Um, in fact, I think it ended in disqualification. They were double teaming so much. They got disqualified. Orndorff ran in and helped him out after the the bell and then uh, held his held Hogan's arm up in victory. And then boom, clothesline, Mm. complete turn, complete heel turn. And man, Oh, it worked. It worked so well. He was amazing as a heel. Um, He he started using real American for his entrance music. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to, (laughs) just to irk Hogan and his fans. Um, And uh, I, there was a house show in Canada called the big event that was main evented by Hogan and Orndorff house show. This was not televised that drew 74,000 people. Wow. House show. Wow. So look, we know what Austin did for the business. He never drew 74,000 people to a house show. Yeah. Hogan and Orndorff did that. It wouldn't have been 74,000 if it had been Hogan and Bob Orton or Hogan and Adrian Adonis. It would have been, it would have done well. Right, right. It wouldn't have done 74,000. No, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, 
the next night, I saw Hogan versus Orndorff in St. Louis. The night after the big event, they were in St. Louis main eventing my second live show ever as the wrestling fan. Um, It was a big, big deal. And Orndorff was amazing. And, you know, this this rivalry played out over Saturday night's main event, over house shows. Um, We didn't get a pay-per-view payoff for this match. You had to... And the, the Saturday Night's Main Event matches weren't conclusive. Like, their steel cage match, one of my favorite matches of the era, and uh, the timing where they both escaped the cage at the same time, the timing on that was brilliant. I don't know how the two of them did it, but they nailed it, just jumping from opposite sides of the ring, uh, dropping and hitting at the exact same time. Um, it, it just hit all the right notes, and... You know, that wasn't all there was to Orndorff's career, of course, but that was the most notable, notable thing. But he did so much and he was a face too. Um, but he, he was in the main event of the first WrestleMania. Um, he, he went on and had some success in WCW as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat up Vader in the locker room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and I got to meet him uh, in 2011. He didn't look like the Paul Orndorff that I remembered, of course, you know, he was older and, and um, you could tell he'd been sick or something. I don't really know. Um, But he was very, very kind and very, very polite. And um, I'm glad I got to meet him. And uh, man, yeah, a a tough loss for me because he, he, Hogan and Piper hooked me. Uh, Hogan and Orndorff cemented me. Nice. Yeah, man. Again, uh, a big, big loss. I know for you personally, for the wrestling world, uh, you know, uh, we send all our positive thoughts to the family and friends and the whole wrestling community over the loss of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Uh, you will be missed. Rest in peace. Let's uh, move on to some some happier things, some 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 positive, as we are positively wrestling. I hate that we have to open sometimes on on sad news but it is a part of the business but uh let's move to smackdown and we got some debuts apparently and and some of this is kind of shocking because tegan just started angles on (laughs) tegan Knox just came back on nxt to help cost uh the way the the nxt women's tag team championships and now her and Shotzi are on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. She and Shotzi just, they just, yeah. Uh, the, apparently that other angle is just dropped entirely. Yeah, it's done. And yeah. I had read reports because McMahon and some of the writers and producers had visited the Performance Center on like a scouting trip in the few days prior, like earlier in the week or late the week before. Uh, and then they were expecting some people to be called up. I didn't think it was going to happen this fast. I, I think the Bailey injury and that sped could, things up. Yeah, Bailey, of course, uh, injured in training. Uh, she tore her ACL, I believe, and of course she's going to be out maybe up they, to nine months. They say they say at least nine months is what they yeah. say. Um, we know we'll, we've we'll had, see. We'll see. We've had people come yeah. back quicker, but. Mm-hmm. The, the safe money is nine months. That's kind of the, the average. So um, so uh, get better soon for Bailey, please. <laughs> she was one of the best parts, of, one of the MVPs of the, of the Thunderdome era. 
Mm-hmm. And and now to be put on the shelf like this, it really, really sucks right as fans are coming back. I really think she was going to get a huge positive reaction from a lot yeah. of fans. Yeah. I, uh, and I think it really did completely shake up the, the SmackDown women's scene. Yes. Uh, I think that's why we got Tegan and Shotzi. <sighs> I hope they don't stick with just calling her Knox. Yeah, let's... Yeah. <laughs> What's with the single word names? Why yeah. can people not have a first and a last and, name, and guys? <laughs> why did they take Tegan's first name and Shotzi's last name? Yeah. Shots and Knox. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It kind of run, rolls off the tongue. But well, still. except that they're not calling her shots, though. They're calling her Shotzi. So th- that doesn't even work. So I, I don't know. Just call them Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. I don't understand. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely surprised by that. And, of course, Tony Storm is We got a, on her a way. preview video. She's yeah, coming a vignette. Yeah. Um, could be a good, a good, well, would be a good challenger. Yes. Um for Bianca. Please don't screw these women up. Please, yeah. please. <laughs> Build them first. Don't just put Tony in a title program and have her lose and then she has nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, excited for for Tony to be coming up to SmackDown. Happy that we have Tegan and Shotzi helps the tag division especially, which is <laughs> Yeah. But but SmackDown needed more female competitors and now they're getting them, which is excellent. I I I also think that uh, because of the injury, you know, now we've got a change. That's true. The card. So um, uh, Carmella is now taking on uh, Bianca, but on SmackDown, not on Money in the Bank. Yes. Yes. They um, moved the match to uh, tonight's SmackDown, which is going to be awesome. It's, you know, SmackDown's back in front of live fans. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. I, I hate that. They don't get the the pay per view spotlight though. Yes, um, that I, I do, and it's 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 funny because this gets moved off the pay per view, and then as we talk later when we get to Raw, the Raw Tag Team Championships is now moved onto the pay per view because originally it was going to be the Monday after the pay per view. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a lot of shuffle. We're doing the match shuffle here, um, and and the women are getting the short end of the stick. Yes. Yeah. Um, very much you so. could you could look at it as a compliment that they want them to be there the first night fans are back because they think that'll be good for the for the audience yes you could yes. take it that way uh i do think that you know as a result of this carmella has been pulled from the money in the bank match mm-hmm. and, and then, technically you would say she's been replaced by natalia in that match uh and then live morgan officially now is in the money in the bank um, they didn't announce Natalia until after SmackDown. Oh, okay. This past week. So Liv would have replaced. Okay, technically, yeah, Liv would be yeah. the replacement. Now, I don't think that was the plan. I think Liv would have probably, I think they would have announced Natalia mm-hmm. on Friday's, last Friday SmackDown. I think Liv would have come out, beaten Natalia. To earn. And then, yeah. And then would have had to earn her spot this week. I think what I was saying last week was going to happen was going to happen. And then Bailey got hurt. Yeah. So they had to. Uh, yeah. So they had to switch things around um, and we'll get more uh, on that when we get to our money in the bank preview, because we still have one slot open mm-hmm. uh, and who might be taking that slot in the money in the bank for the women. But uh, we also 
had uh, some more with uh, the Usos on TV. Uh, don't know if we're just trudging on or if it's just going to be, you know, WWE's own disciplinary actions behind the scenes for mm-hmm. the the transgressions for the DUI and everything. But, um, you know, nothing didn't really miss a beat with it. Uh, didn't seem to, to play into anything, uh, but we got Edge calling out Reigns. Uh, Reigns comes out, says he'll go to the ring by himself. Edge and him brawl. Edge gets the upper hand. Then the Usos step in. Then Ray and Dominic come down for the save. They return to SmackDown uh, after a brief hiatus. And just, good Lord, I guess the <laughs> the punishment is you're going to get the trash beat out of you in the main event of SmackDown. And the Usos got made to look fool, <laughs> is yeah. what we'll say. And we've got that six-man tonight. Six-man tonight. Um, yeah, so interesting to see where this is going to go. And again, like I say, we're going to, and I'll save a lot of the discussion for the Money in the Bank preview a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um with where they're going to go with the winners and losers and all that stuff. But uh, happy to have Ray and Dominic back. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all the champions, so. Yeah, you need them back on TV. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to take our little stardom break. What do you got for us on the stardom side, my friend? All right. Well, we've got um, a a fairly big show coming up this weekend. Outside of that, not much has happened since last week, although – Micah continues her efforts to try to bring Momo into Donna Del Mondo. Momo, she, she tried to give her a Donna Del Mondo shirt after a match, which Momo threw down and stomped on. So not, not working so far. Okay. <laughs> but I'm glad it's something's happening. And I'm just glad the storyline is not just dropped. Right. Um, my only fear is that it's just something that Micah and Momo are kind of doing on their own. And and it's not really intended to be anything. That's my worry. But I, I hope I'm wrong on that. Um, but this weekend, Mayu Watani, hoping to bring Starlight Kid back from Ooh. Oedo Tai into Stars, worked out a deal with Oedo Tai. This weekend, Mayu has a match against five members of Oedo Tai. Um, of six currently active, so I'm not sure which one's being left out. Probably either Ruwaka or or uh, Rina. Um, it is over-the-top rope elimination. I don't know if they have to tag. I hope so, for Mayu's sake. Oh, my God. Um, if she wins the match, Starlight comes. Maybe Starlight's the one left out. Maybe she's not going to fight for her own fate. I don't know. Um, but if if Mayu wins that match... Starlight Kid comes back uh, to stars from Oedo Tai. Starlight has been amazing in Oedo Tai since embracing it, and I kind of hope Mayu loses. <laughs> because I'm I'm finally kind of interested in Oedo Tai for the first time since Kagetsu retired. If Starlight Kid is in the match, she's going to be the one that beats Mayu. That would that would definitely be a cool a cool like let it come down to the two of them at the very end. Mayu yeah. gets through four of them. Yeah. It's Starlight and she's like just just j- jump over the rope and you can yeah. come back. You can come back. And they hug and they embrace blah blah, blah and then Mayu just I mean gets thrown over the top yeah. by Starlight. That's how I book it. Yeah. 
that is how I would book it. Yeah, man. Um, Star Starlight. Yeah, she she's working as a heel, and I think um, she's showing that she is a top tier talent now. Um, she's not the little kid, little 11, 13 year old kid she used to be. She's for real, and she's showing it now. She's got some depth. She's got some range, mm-hmm. and uh, she she's showing that she can adjust her wrestling style to her character. So she she knows how to do that. So I'm loving what I'm seeing from Starlight Kid right now, and um, I want to keep seeing it and see where she goes with Oedo Tai. But we'll see what happens. All right. Um, also on this show, they're friends, but we still got a rematch. As Mina Shirokawa is defending the future stardom championship against Unagi Sayaka, both of them from Cosmic Angels. So that rematch is happening this weekend as well. Uh, I don't know if you want to have Mina two up on her on her stablemate or if you want to do a quick title change. Now, Mina, okay, the, the future stardom championship can only be held by someone who is either under 20 years of age. I think it's 20 or has been in the business less than for less than three years. Okay. Um, Mina's got about two and a half months left before she hits her three-year mark. Ah. At which point she can no longer be the champion. So she just wants to defend it as often as possible in the three months that she had. So uh, I, I would expect Mina to hold on to this, this weekend. That's my guess, but we'll see. Um, other than that, they're just kind of biding their time. They haven't announced any big pay-per-views or anything. We've got the five-star Grand Prix starting soon. That's their big fall tournament. Uh, round-robin tournament. It's technically two round-robin tournaments, a blue side and a red side, and then the winners meet in the final, and whoever wins that is the five-star Grand Prix champion and essentially the number one contender. So, But that takes a couple of months to play out. A lot of matches go into that. So that's starting soon too. I don't know when the next pay-per-view will be. They haven't really announced a specific card that feels like a pay-per-view yet, but I'm sure there'll be one coming up at some point. Mm, Excellent. Excellent. I'm really interested about that Starlight kid and Mayu match that, or the Mayu versus Oedo tie match. Yeah. I I, I haven't even got to see it and I'm invested. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, let me tell you what, what something that has really occurred to me about stardom that I love so much is one reason I feel like I did when I was a kid watching WWF is I don't go into matches expecting, thinking, hoping this is going to be an awesome match. I go in invested in who's going to win. Mm. If it happens to be a great match along the way. Awesome. Yes. And that's how it was when I was a kid, you know, I cared about the match because I cared about who won and lost. And then when we got an awesome match out of it, even better. Um, like Big Boss Man versus the Mountie at SummerSlam 1991, mm-hmm. where the loser went to prison. Yeah. I cared about who was going to go to prison. Yeah. I wanted the Boss Man to win and the Mountie to go to jail for the night. It happened to end up being a much better match than I expected it to be. And that was cool. But even if it hadn't been, I still was into it because I cared about who won. And that's something Stardom is excellent at that other promotions are not as good at. Yes, I agree. I agree completely. Um, awesome. Before we jump into NXT, just there's a few little news and notes I wanted to, to, to get your thoughts on. Um, jumping over to NWA Power, um, David Arquette <laughs> is wrestling and is back. 
in wrestling. He is he showed up at a press conference for NWA Power, and uh, I don't know if he's had the match yet. But he has a match coming up against uh, Brocephus, who I can't remember exactly who that is. But if you're at least it's not Nick Gage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if you follow NWA, you may know w- w- what I'm talking about. But I just thought that was interesting that David Arquette is back. Well, he's made a lot of noise about wanting to to do it right and to show respect and to earn his spot in wrestling history. So I respect him for that. Yeah, I, I completely respect him for that. Um, I've always liked Arquette as an actor and just a performer in general, uh, even though, again, put a real black spot on the WCW world title. But yeah. Anyway, we've talked about that. Um, but I thought that was neat. And did you see this stuff about Dolph Ziggler? Uh, and, not having a t-shirt? Yeah, yeah, about him saying that there's no merch and then a lot of uh, other superstars were a little upset about this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Ah, it's I mean, kind of bizarre. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, maybe not super recently, but he's always been fairly prominent in the product. Mm-hmm. I know he's had shirts before. Yes, yes. Um, but he but doesn't you, have any merch right now. And you would think with him and Rude being the tag team, the what were they calling them? The, oh, no, I can't remember. It wasn't an official name. It was. Oh, it might have been more of a IWC moniker yeah. that was given to him. Yeah. But um, you would have thought they might have made a shirt for the tag team because they were tagging him so much. Well, and they have WWE Shop has designs that are made to order. That's true. Like a year ago, Angel Garza had a made-to-order design. Hmm. So, I mean, if if two or five, uh, Arya Davari yeah. recently had a shirt. Like, if Arya Davari has a shirt, you would think Dolph Ziggler would have a shirt. You would think, and especially in the made-to-order section, right? Which again, is, you pay a little bit more. Obviously, it's made-to-order and never on sale ever. Never on sale. But this is a major source of income bonus wise for these performers and it just it baffles me that a guy such a company guy like ziggler who has always been the i'll do whatever you need me to do type of guy and and he gets no no monetary uh compensation in the form of merch it was, it was very shocking yeah I was very confused by that but yeah yeah i don't understand it either i just wanted to see what your thoughts on that was that was just crazy to me no but yeah, let's move to NXT. And like we said, we had a lot of moves and uh, movers and shakers going on. Uh, we have Mandy Rose is now on NXT. Why not split up another tag team? Why not? Especially when you featured her the night before <laughs> in a backstage yeah. angle. What? <laughs> Man, like I yeah. say, WWE going to WWE. Yes, that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so crazy. She shows up. Uh, what match was it? Um, that she came out at the end of. Oh, um, who did she come? She came out a couple times though, so she wasn't just. Singling. Oh, okay. So, well, she didn't come out a couple times, but uh, back backstage, oh, she okay, interacted backstage. with some other people too. Um, was it the? It wasn't the Sari match, was it? No. No, no. I don't think so. Although that drop kick from Sari. And <laughs> the, the basement drop kick. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I think that was, it might have been the NXT like televised debut of formerly known as Priscilla Kelly. She was yeah. Gigi Dolan. Yeah, Gigi Dolan. 
Uh, I've I've seen her, but I don't know that it, I don't remember which show it was on. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Mandy Rose now officially a member of the NXT roster. Uh, in what was basically, as I've read, and I, I believe it was Sean Ross Sapp that confirmed this, because um, we had the storyline with Jesse Kamea, Aaliyah, and Robert Stone. Uh, they took on um, uh, uh, Caden Catanzaro and Casey uh, Catanzaro and Caden Carter and Caden Carter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mashing the names up a little bit. Uh, but then after the match, Aaliyah got frustrated, said she was done, smacked the crap out of uh, Robert Stone and walked out. Now, apparently she is raw bound. That was the trade was Mandy Rose for her. So Aaliyah imminent to be showing up on Raw. And then we had Frankie Monet come out. And now her and Jesse Kamea together. And I guess yeah, she, still... she wooed Jesse Kamea or something. Yeah. And we don't know where this leaves Robert Stone. Is he with them or i don't know who knows maybe he's doing another season of amazing race could be who knows (laughs) i I hope he has a less annoying partner oh goodness than than brooke was because man (laughs) i i I don't really watch the amazing race so that one's all on you (laughs) oh uh, show is great like it's high quality reality competition or i wouldn't watch it but man brooke um brooke adams Oh, yeah. I would not be able to be in a room with her for more than about 30 seconds. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Dang. Yeah. I'm sure Uh, she's a very kind person, but our personalities (laughs) would not mesh. Would not mesh. No. (laughs) So interested to see where that goes. Um, I've enjoyed having Frankie Monet in NXT. Uh, I can't wait for her to get into a major program. Maybe this will be the springboard for that. Yeah. Just getting Uh, started with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Of course, we had the NXT championship match. Oh, we also had a butler. Oh, that's right. Because I skipped over for the Leah stuff. Yes. Do butlers mow lawns? I've never seen uh, Alfred. Did he ever mow the Wayne Manor lawn? I don't think so. I don't think Jeffrey ever did it on Fresh Prince either. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I loved it, though. <laughs> I love the fact Cameron Grimes shows up late, but he's like, I'm a man of my word, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> but it, the layer is on this because, like, mow the lawns. Okay. It's like, well, I'm rich. I'll just pay somebody else to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and at every step where LA Knight was supposed to be digging at him, he was just taking it in stride and smiling. And, oh, yeah, I look good in this outfit. What do you mean you look good? You look like a butler. Yeah, but look, I'm styling. <laughs> it was great, man. Uh, I'm, I, I hope they didn't s- spend it all in one night <laughs> as far yeah. as the, the humor, the comedy, and where they can go with this. Hope they didn't blow it all in the first night of it um well i like the idea that he doesn't want this job so he doesn't have to do it well yeah (laughs) it's like i'm your butler but no one said i had to be a good butler (laughs) yeah he doesn't want it he doesn't need it he's rich he's got that game stop money that's right so Uh, yeah so yeah it's a logical approach to this story yes yeah so I, I, it was very, very entertaining. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to see more. Um, but yes, as I said, we did have that championship match. We had Karrion Cross defending against Johnny Gargano uh, before the match got started. Of course, we had a couple backstage vignettes, or not vignettes, but just interactions with Samoa Joe in ref gear, kind of laying out rules. And of course, there was a lot of friction between him and Cross. 
And then there was a lot of funny when he did it with the Gargano and the way. God. Austin Theory, man. <laughs> he plays the part well. Yes, he does. He is very funny. Um, match was, I mean, it's a good match. I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, yeah. But Cross, a very decisive victory. We'll yeah. say that. Um, as expected. As expected. And the question of if Cross is getting called up, who do you have beat him? Eh, maybe just Samoa Joe. Because that looks like what we're headed for now. That's what um, it looks like. Even though when they announced him, they made it very clear he wasn't going to wrestle. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so he attacks Samoa Joe, which now opens the door for Joe to retaliate. And I'm sure he will swiftly. And they could play this out a little while. You know, Regal saying, no, you're not, you can't get in the ring. No, no, no you know, whatever. But uh, we'll see. And then we've got Pete Dunn, of course kind of hanging out mm-hmm. waiting in the so, wings waiting yep. in the wings so we shall see can I, I i want to point out something that kind of illustrates my point about carrying cross and why he annoys me okay so he he put the coquina clutch on samoa joe at the end did you notice how he had it applied not like real specifically okay so when joe does it he puts one arm i think typically his right arm around the opponent's neck or chin jaw grabs his left arm in the crook of the elbow mm-hmm. his own left arm and then kind of puts his his left hand around the either the back of his head or maybe on his ear or something yeah. like that okay so when cross applied it he had the right arm around joe as mm-hmm. he should but didn't grab his own left arm with it and then just put his left hand on his ear <laughs> It made no sense. He was just doing it because that's what he saw Joe do. Instead of actually understanding the hold that he was applying, he just, it's it's like I tell my math students, you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing and not just try to memorize math problems. Right. Same goes with wrestling. Don't just memorize what holds look like. Understand what they're supposed to be doing. It, yeah, he's got a lot to learn. Um, yeah. I, he, he has not won me over. He was starting to win me over with a little more personality, um, but I need a lot more than just a little more personality from Karrion Cross. He's not winning me over. Yeah. Uh, uh, quickly, another we don't have it on the run sheet, but we did get uh, the first match in the um, breakout tournament, I believe. Yes. yes. With uh, Duke... Duke, I can't remember the last name, but Duke. <laughs> um, and Ikeman Jiro? Yeah, I was surprised at the winner here. I thought Ikeman Yeah, Jiro I thought Ikeman. Yeah. And I did too. And I really, I like Ikeman. Yeah. With that promo and what they showed, I'm like, okay, I, I'm in. I'm in yeah. for this guy. Ikeman. 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 Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to win. Yeah. yeah. At least this um, match. I don't know if he's going to win the whole thing, but I thought he'd at least advance. But yeah, surprise. Because he's been on 205 Live. He's had a fairly consistent presence on 205 Live lately. Oh. And so it felt like he was getting a push to something. And so I thought he'd at least get past round one. Yeah. So, hmm. Um, yeah. So, and of course we did get hit row show up. We love hit row. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I got my shirt. Cool. Yeah. You got your shirt. Got Excellent. Shirt. Yeah. Excellent. Um, but yeah, so NXT, I thought NXT on the whole was a good show. I thought it yeah. was a really good show. Um, let's move over to AEW as uh, we start to talk about 
fans being back. This is they were in Texas, and boy, was it loud! <laughs> it was very loud for fans to be back. They kick off the show with John Moxley, and uh, if you were wondering ever that did he make the right call leaving WWE to go to AEW, yes. This kind of reaction and the way he's been treated in AEW, I think definitely he did the right thing for him, and that was to go to AEW. Uh, he had a match with uh, Carl Anderson for the IWGP US title, mm-hmm. and uh, of course he retained. In... Still don't like Wild Thing as the entrance music. I think it's a weird choice. It is a weird choice. <laughs> it's a weird choice. Um, the lyrics don't make any sense at all as a wrestling entrance theme. <laughs> At least not for Moxley. Yeah, it, it seems out of place for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe, so maybe maybe Liv Morgan. Okay, yeah. I, I, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Although I like her entrance music anyway. I do too. Um, but he wins, he retains, and looks like they're setting up next week on Fighter Fest Day 2. Uh, he'll be taking on um, uh, Jake the Snake. No, he's not taking on Jake the Snake, but... Uh, <laughs> Vance Archer. Lance Archer. Vance Archer. Yes. Um, the Murder Hawk. Uh, right. So that should be pretty good between the two of them. Uh, we have an elimination match that gets set up between the Elite and the Dark Order. I like this segment. You had uh, Hangman Adam Page out there. You had uh, one of the Young Bucks in the ring, John uh, at each other. And then the rest of the Elite try to jump in, and boom, the Dark Order have uh, Page's back immediately. And so they challenge. Um, well, actually, the challenge is laid down by the elite first that they're going to have an elimination style five on five, basically. And uh, Adam Page is like, okay, well, here's the catch though if we win, the Dark Order gets their shot at the tag team belts because he's already got his shot for the for the world title cemented at this point. But then Omega fires back. He's like, okay, fine. But if you lose, you don't get your shot. You go to the back of the line, buddy. So it looks like next week we're going to have that, and that is going to be interesting how yeah. they're going to play that. Um, with fans back and the reaction that they got, I, I'm starting to waver on whether this might be the time for Omega to get beat Could and be. them to put it on page. Um, so I, I'm interested to see where we go with that. Um, MJF gives Chris Jericho his first challenge in this like gauntlet of challenges that he's going to have to go through. And it's in a chairs match against Sean Spears, but Jericho can't use the chair. (laughs) So this is basically a one-sided no DQ match. (laughs) Yep. Um, WWE did this at some point with somebody, but I can't remember exactly who it was. Yeah, was it does, Cena and somebody? It feels like it was Cena and somebody. I think it was a Cena match. I can't remember who, but it does sound very, very familiar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, uh, I think ultimately, I think Jericho, he's going to make it to MJF, but then I think mm-hmm. MJF's going to win. Yeah. Uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, Jericho has a tour with Fozzie coming up later in the year. Yeah. He's going to be taking time off. Is he doing his cruise again? Uh, I believe but i don't know when that is but i believe he is he did say that they were going to do another cruise um just not sure i think they did do that at the beginning of the year i know a couple years ago it was in october 
Hmm. I don't know. I have to check on that. Um, Miro, who has been awesome since picking up the TNT title. When he first came in to AEW, people were just like, uh, this doesn't, this isn't the way this guy needs to be debuted. This is kind of hokey. They, they found what they need for Miro. Mm-hmm. He is just unstoppable. He debuted a new version of the TNT title, which I thought looked cool. Had mm-hmm. a little bit of green in it, red, kind of the Bulgarian colors, kind of homage of that, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, so I think that's awesome. Uh, we had a return from Yuka Sakazaki, uh, which I thought was awesome. She's been gone for, I think, a year, maybe 16 more. months, 16 months. Yeah. Um, and her and Penelope Ford had a decent little match. And that finisher of Yuka's is interesting. <laughs> it is wild. The springboard twisting splash, whatever. It oh, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of fun. Happy to have her back. Um. We had the Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage match, which was, this was good. It was. This, this hit old, and this hit old school notes. And I thought this was really, we got the 10, the 10 count in the corner with the punches. I thought that was awesome. The crowd was into it. It was just amazing. Um, so, and at the end, of course, we had uh, Cage winning after reversing a, um, uh, what's Hardy's finisher? The, the, um what the twist of fate the twist of fate yeah. you remember the twist of fate got it reversed into the uh, uh the kill switch mm-hmm. and uh then uh hardy inc <laughs> whatever you want to call him uh started to storm the ring and jurassic express makes the save which i think is cool so i'm sure we're going to get like a multi-man match uh with they, that. they pointed out that christian had never beaten matt hardy one-on-one which i did not realize here's the other thing they'd only met three times prior one-on-one that's crazy. Think about how long these two guys have been in the business on in the same promotion for so long as well with WWE. And they only faced each other in singles matches three times. And considering how often how and how long their teams their respective teams were feuding with each other. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, we had uh, Cody come out and he was all businessman. He was like, I want I want uh, Tommy End, Malachi Black, whatever you're calling yourself. I want you out here right now because I want to fight. And we got a video package. The lights go out. And then he's in the ring. And these two just go at it. Everybody, uh, officials empty out, separating them. So this is heading for an explosion. And great way for Malachi Black to come into the company. Um, and very smart on Cody's part to go against him just because you're going to get high profile from the start. And if, if black isn't a success in AEW after all of this, then there's not much else I think you can do with <laughs> this is a, here. This is going to ruffle some feathers. Okay. Right. I, I, I think he will be a success, but I think anyone would be a success. In AEW, and that's kind of a double-edged sword. It, it's a compliment in one sense, but it's also not in another sense. I think that they will push him into a good position and mm-hmm. make him a star um, in their company. But they they seem to kind of want to do that with everybody. Which, yes, you you should give everyone a position, give everyone a spot, make sure everybody is paid and taken care of. But everybody can't be a star. True. Because if everybody's a star, 
nobody's a star. So yeah. I, I, I guess QT Marshall's an exception based on <laughs> uh, they're not not working too hard on making him a star. Um, Ouch. So, so maybe maybe there are a few exceptions, but I, I think whoever shows up, they're going to to feature them prominently. Their roster's not too big, so they have the time to do that generally. Um, who whoever you present as a star is a star. Uh, regardless of their their talent and we've seen proof of that i'm not saying he's not talented i'm just saying he doesn't need the talent to be a star so as long as they present him as a star he will be will he be a good one that's that's what's yet to be seen i think he'll be a decent one i think yeah yeah there there are things about his his choices that he makes in in actual matches that i don't care for but i mean it's not all about me so most people love it so i think he i I think he will be a success um but i also think that AEW needs to learn to better compartmentalize their roster into top tier mid card that sort of thing okay yeah i also didn't like cody calling him tommy in i didn't like that at all yeah, that was kind of yeah. It was too inside. Yeah, kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, like get it, get over his new name. Um, yeah. You're not cool because he used his real name. I think we're past that. That was that was very very attitude era. <laughs> yeah, that was very Vince uh, Russo. But yeah, uh, we close out the night. The main event: Darby Allen taking on Ethan Page in a coffin match. This was insane. This was just great. That I'm sorry. That crucifix power bomb onto the ring steps. Mm-hmm. Ow. Yeah. What um, about the coffin drop through the actual coffin? Yeah. That after yeah. he wins the match, Darby Allen's like, "Nah, not enough. <laughs> I'm gonna go up." And he coffin drops into the coffin, which was closed. Closed. So, if you're Ethan Page, <laughs> what are you just sitting there like? Ah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my I enjoyed, god! I enjoyed my one main event, man. Um, but I, and also, I'll say because, of course, we had uh, like Scorpio Sky jumped out of the coffin in the beginning, and you know, and and, and attacked. And when Sting came out, talk about over like Rover. That yeah. crowd went ballistic. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like it was a huge pop. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, Fighter Fest uh, day one. Uh, was all in all a real good show for AEW. Solid. Very mm-hmm. solid with fans back. Can't wait for next week to see some more. Of course, we'll get that Nyla Rose Britt Baker match next week. Right. That's going to be good. But uh, let's move on from AEW. Let's get into Raw. Man, I thought all in all, this was a really good Raw. This was yeah, a good. It was an improvement go home raw Mm -hmm. uh and i mean we started hot with xavier and lashley xavier picking up the win Mm -hmm. hey didn't see that coming that's for sure yeah didn't see it coming i love as we're gonna get to a little bit later in the night well we'll talk about it now yeah um so lashley after the match kind of despondent upset kind of leaves mvp is like don't worry he'll be back uh for for the vip lounge it'll be fine 
And when he comes back later, man, talk about some crazy eyes. And I'm glad we finally got to this point where they let Lashley do what he did so well in TNA uh, with his promos and kind of just let him, let him loose. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, I don't care about any of this. I am here. I just want to beat people up. I haven't been focused. Kofi was right. I am just, Ooh, I hope his family and everybody's there so they can see me just utterly destroy him on Sunday. And I'm, I, it gets me invested. I mean, I, I was invested in the match anyway with Lashley and Kofi, but this puts another layer on it and I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, I really, really like uh, what Lashley did and love that Xavier gets the rub mm-hmm. and gets the pin. Uh, I think Xavier should get a good singles push. He is phenomenal in the ring. Yeah. Phenomenal. And I mean, did, come on, he's a good promo. <laughs> did you see his tweet? No. Um, I think WWE tweeted, you know, about him winning the match. Somebody tweeted and he copy retweeted, uh, quote retweeted and said, uh, this likely puts me in line for a title shot. But in lieu of that, I want King of the Ring tournament. <laughs> he's still after the yes! King of the Ring. <laughs> yeah. Push for it, Zave. Push yep. for it. I love it. Um, <laughs> okay, let's let's get to a few of the things that weren't so great. <laughs> and Drew and Gender and the replica sword. <laughs> oh my right. god. It started out fine. Like when Drew said that he brought a replica sword because the sword means so much and he didn't want to risk anything happening to it. I was like, Oh cool. That actually makes sense. Yes. And then he said, this is the real sword. Like then why, what <laughs> you just said, you don't bring it because it's important. Why you, did you bring it now? Were you afraid we, we wouldn't believe you <laughs> like show us or it didn't happen. <laughs> but then he sets it aside wrecks the motorcycle and then walks off without it yeah wow super important and i was laughing at him destroying the motorcycle because it was he was and 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 no offense to drew no offense to true he's he's doing what they're telling him what he's given but you could just tell how not hard it was for him. <laughs> like these parts were made to just come off real easy, but he was trying to make it look like he was struggling. <laughs> yeah. Gender hasn't been champion in a while. He can only afford a Fisher price motorcycle. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so although I, I, I don't believe for one second that they told Drew to walk off without that sword. I don't for one second think they said, all right, walk off and don't take the sword. Don't believe it. Nobody's ever going to convince me of that. Oh, uh, Let's move on to, we had a, uh, a four-way uh, match, fatal four-way with uh, the four members of the Women's Money in the Bank from Raw with uh, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Nikki, almost a superhero, and Naomi. And um, yeah, yeah. Guess who took the pin? Now, I will say this. Overall, I thought the match was fine, except yeah. for two things. One would be Eva Marie and Dewdrop coming out. Of course, they were on, well, Alexa had invited Dewdrop onto the playground, but of course, wherever Dewdrop is, Eva Marie follows, vice versa. And I, I, for one, I'll say for one of the first times, I thought that was horrible. <laughs> it was very apparent, at least Eva Marie 
was reading cue cards. <laughs> it was it was so obviously scripted promo that it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, they come down and kind of distract Alexa, and she screams at Eva Marie, and then Dewdrop picks her up, dumps her over the side, and of course she disappears. That was kind of a hey, moment. <laughs> now the remainder it got her out of the match. It got her out of the match. It so she didn't perfect. win, but she also didn't take the fall. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the remaining three had some good exchanges going on. But then, yeah, Asuka takes the pin again. Again. Let me, I just, I want to say it for anybody who, who doesn't know, and I'm sure you all do, because we all love wrestling. We follow it. Undefeated for two freaking years. <laughs> yeah. On Raw side. MVP of the Raw era in the Thunderdome. And this is what she's doing. Yeah. It feels like none of them were in a good position to take the fall. And I'm not saying that Oscar should have been the one. I'm saying maybe this wasn't the match they should have done. Yeah. I mean, because I like Nikki picking up the win. She needs the momentum. Yes. I like that. Um, At the same time, it's like I say, you know, why couldn't Naomi take the pin? But of course, she's it's kind of the same thing. You you don't want her to look too weak because she's already she lost a dewdrop in yeah. like ninety seconds or yeah. something. Yeah, so, so she doesn't need another loss either. Nikki lost last week. She doesn't need another loss. I would have almost liked you know after the whole thing with Alexa being gone, if you'd have had dewdrop and even Marie like dewdrop get in and drop everybody mm-hmm. and let it be a no contest and just throw it out. Yeah, that would I. Think, I just think they should have had some other match. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so and I get not crazy about the Nikki Ash name. Yeah, that's it doesn't work because if you just say it to somebody, it doesn't explain what it is. Yeah, because they're going to think what I thought that Ash was just the word Ash. You don't know from hearing it that it's an acronym, right? And so the the Nikki not being an acronym and then the Ash being an acronym doesn't work. I like the character, but yeah, that yeah, for sure. that doesn't work. Um, so yeah, and I, I tell you what, on a side note, I'm kind of getting tired of ramping up to a pay-per-view, especially stuff like this, and the participants always getting thrown into multi-man matches mm-hmm. right before the pay-per-view. Why? We don't need that. Yeah. They're going to have the pay-per-view match. We don't need to see them in a four-way. <laughs> We're, we've got another one on SmackDown. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing again. With the men. So, yeah, it's rinse, wash, repeat. Stop it. <laughs> Give us new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, um, a big problem is how much TV time they have to fill. Yeah. Every and, week. And, and like I say, for the third week in a row, we get Ricochet and John Morrison. Yeah. Now, I will say this was awesome. Mm-hmm. This match was great. Uh, that 450 off the barricade <laughs> yeah. onto the mat. Woo, man. Mm-hmm. That looked like it impacted hard. You can't really do much to protect yourself on that. <laughs> it was out. <laughs> but I thought it was great. I love this match between these two. Riddle continues to be amazing and funny. I love him turtling Miz. <laughs> <laughs> putting the, the wheelchair on it. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. funny. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, uh, we have Ivar taking on Styles. Uh, of course, like I say, uh, they've moved the men's tag team championship match for raw is now going to be on the money in the bank match. So again, 
we're leading into Money in the Bank. So we've got to have singles matches between the tag teams. Right. Uh, Which is why I was so surprised that Christian and Matt Hardy had only had three matches. Yeah. It's like, come on. It's so WWE to, to do these singles matches leading into matches. But um, Ivar wins. Yeah. Style. Huge upset. But if you're going to have both matches on one show, Omos is not going to lose. So, and you want to you want to present the Viking Raiders as if they have a chance to win, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to do the 50-50 split. Um, but yeah, so we shall see. Uh, Sheamus returning to TV after his uh, brief hiatus with the injury, mm-hmm. the broken nose, and uh, yeah, beating the trash. <laughs> the absolute trash out of Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Raw you <laughs> as well. Yeah. Just, yeah. Woo, man. Um, of course, I, it seems like this is going to be set up. Humberto is probably going to win the belt at some point. Mm-hmm. Take it from Sheamus. It, it almost seems like that's what we're gearing for is him just get destroyed, 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 and then he'll finally win. That that's my prediction. I think that's that's what they're heading for. I mean, otherwise, you you kill him before he even gets started. Yeah. So what's got, the point? You, you've got to rehabilitate his his reputation. So yeah. But yeah. So um, I like to say all in all. Oh, I I, I do want to say we did have um, Rhea Ripley taking on Natalia in a one on one, and this was a really good match. The two of them, I yeah. thought, gelled very very well. Um, and of course at the end, uh, Ripley wins via the riptide and then Charlotte comes out, returns the favor by giving the chop block, anything you can do, I can do better. Puts the, um, the figure four on her hanging out the ring to apply more pressure. Um, and, uh, just to give us a little more drama heading into the match at money in the bank, but yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, real quick, before we jump into the Money in the Bank preview that is coming up, I did want to just uh, highlight a little bit of Impact Wrestling. They have a uh, Slammiversary coming up this Saturday. And uh, just a real quick rundown of the card. You got Eddie Edwards taking on W.W. W. Morrissey. Of course, that's formerly Big Cass. Um, you got Moose versus Chris Sabin. You got a Knockouts Tag Team Championship match between Fire and Flavor. Uh, it's Kiera Hogan and Tasha Steeles uh, going against Rosemary and Havoc. You've got the Impact Tag Team Champion four-way with Violent by Design taking on the Good Brothers, taking on Willie Mack and Rich Swan versus TJP and Fala Ball. Uh, the X Division Championship six-way Ultimate X match, which these are always fun to watch. They're a spectacle to behold. you got Josh Alexander, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Petey Williams, and Rohit Raju in that. Um, You've got the Impact World title, Omega taking on Callahan. Could be the time that Omega drops this belt. Could be, maybe. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, but then you have the Knockouts Championship match, and one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this, as it related to our uh, three count at the beginning of the episode, uh, last week on Impact, Gail Kim returned yep. to television. Yep. And everybody was like, ooh, is she going to challenge Deanna? Oh, but no, she says, but I'm going to get you a challenger. So we have a mystery opponent going to be going against Deanna Perazzo. And uh, who do you think 
What do you lay odds on here? We know uh, it's not a, a, a current member of the Impact roster. We do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you, of course, want to think it's one of the recent WWE yeah. releases. Like, yeah. Like uh, one of the iconics. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, we had, you did mention we had uh, uh, Chelsea Green, mm-hmm. who I'm sure was one of the people they were thinking about possibly could be this person but she's she, got a history and impact yeah yep she just debuted at ring of honor yep she's going to be in their women's title tournament um i thought you know maybe mickey james mm-hmm. also definitely a history yeah big history with impact wrestling and with history. gail and with gail big history with gail plus with mickey wanting to do this empower show this invitational for the women this might be a good hey i'll show up and help you guys out if you can loan me some of your female talent to help the NWA out. That's a win-win to me, I think. Mm-hmm. So who knows? But I, I'm, 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 I'll always, again, I love a mystery wrestler reveal, especially when it's someone not currently on the roster. Mm-hmm. Big time surprises. So yeah, um, interested to see that. But I just wanted to highlight that because uh, we don't talk about a lot of impact, but this is one of their biggest shows of the year. Figured I'd give them some love and put a little rundown in there. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to Money in the Bank. That is this Sunday uh and first pay-per-view since wrestlemania to have fans back in the building this whole weekend is just fans 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 love it but let's give a rundown and see who we think are going to win these matches uh let's kick it off as we just talked about a second ago the raw women's championship match rhea ripley versus charlotte flair what do you got rhea yeah rhea and becky lynch becky. probably showed up <laughs> yeah i think becky shows up at the end yeah um tag titles men's tag titles men's tag titles yes uh hmm i'm going to say aj and Omos. yeah <laughs> or omas yeah. i think I, that's probably the easiest one to call i believe so i yeah. believe so um let's see uh men's money in the bank of course, we got Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Matt Riddle, Ricochet, Johnny Drip Drip, <laughs> Big E, Kingsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Mm. Now it's, it's it's me trying to separate who I want to win and who I think will win. Yeah. <laughs> and are yeah. they the same person? I want Big E to win. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I really want Big E to win. But I think Rollins might. Okay. Is that who you're going with? No, I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my heart on this. One. I'm gonna say Big E. All right, Big E for the win. I've got Riddle. Riddle. All yeah. right. I think they're gonna do something different and follow the thread where he's wanting to use it for the tag titles and and mix it up a little bit and just do something different. Um, that would be interesting. That would be yeah, interesting. Yeah, I yeah, and I think by having his foot hurt, it's kind of the way of them trying to convince us he's not going to win it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm calling riddle for this one. There are a couple we know like ricochet's not winning. Sorry. Ricochet. Yeah, I don't, I think ricochet and Morrison are going to cancel right. themselves out. Yeah. Morrison's not winning either. They're basically going to try and one up each other and it's going to cost them <laughs> each yeah. other. Basically the match. Um, Drew, I think obviously uh, gender. gender. Yeah. Probably going to show up. Owens, Sammy Zayn. Yeah, it cost him, and, and he—I mean—he had a big title program earlier this year, anyway. Yeah. Um, see, Nakamura I figured it's not 
Yeah, he's I, got his Corbin could cost him. Yeah, and I don't think he's been positioned for a, a world title position. Yeah, position for a world title position. I don't think he's been uh, built uh, properly for a world title spot. And like, and with Orton being gone, I almost think Orton shows up and maybe inadvertently causes Riddle to lose or not win. Mm-hmm. That was my thinking and Riddle not getting it because of that. But mm-hmm. I could definitely see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rollins, I think, is definitely someone that could win it. Mm-hmm. He could. And Big E could. And Big E. I, and like I say, I really hope Big E, because I think he really needs it. Mm-hmm. I think we need to put, strap the rocket to him and get him in that main event scene. Um, and I think he and Reigns could have some spectacular matches. Yeah. Um, if Reigns retains the belt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's move over to the women's money in the bank. We have Zelina Vega, Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki, almost a superhero, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and a mystery opponent we may find out tonight on SmackDown. Now it is heavily rumored, heavily rumored that Sonya Deville we'll get this final spot. And this would kind of fit into that prediction you kind of had. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could throw a Becky Lynch in here. Sasha Banks. Or a Sasha Banks. Who's been advertised for tonight's SmackDown since they announced the show. That's true. Um, so yeah, it, I'm, I'm anxious for tonight. I really am anxious for tonight to see what happens. Um, Sasha might get involved in the uh, Bianca match, maybe setting up the return match for SummerSlam between her and Bianca. Could, could yeah. It's a possibility, yep. possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think, ten- I think Bianca retains tonight. Yes. They're not putting the belt on Carmella right now. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Definitely um, But who do you, th- okay, so we'll do it like this. Since we don't know 100% who that mystery person is yet. You can just choose. It will be the mystery person if you think they mm-hmm. will win or one of the other ones. I'll let you go first on this one. This one's harder, I think. I agree. It's harder to rule people out of this one. Um, I still think Liv will be right there about to win, but won't win. Of the people announced, she's the one I want. Okay. Um, would be thrilled with that, but I, I, I rarely get what I want. Um, so that pretty much rules Liv out. Um, I think I feel like Heel's gonna win. Um, Um, I think which doesn't leave much, does it? Well, see, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think they're gonna put it on Selena Vega. I mean, they could. She's a good talker, but I just don't. I I I don't think with her just coming back, right? I, I don't think that's the right move. Uh, as I, I'd love Oscar to win. I'd love Oscar in the bank, but let's be honest. Although it's a very WWE thing to have somebody lose, 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 and then pick up a big victory at the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, give some credence. Oscar could be in there. I don't think it's going to be Naomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just because there really has been no build or push, just doesn't seem to make sense. Could start it though. Could start it. Yes, could be a starter. I think based on what happened Monday. Eva Marie, Dewdrop, we're going to have something to do with Alexa, and that's going to mm-hmm. prevent Alexa from winning. Right. Uh, I would love to see Nikki pick it up, um, but I just don't know if it's the right time yet. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, she is technically on Raw, and right now, mm-hmm. it well, either way, it doesn't matter who wins the, the women's championship match. A heel is going to be the champion on Raw, right? But with Becky eminently coming back, I kind of think it's going to go to somebody on SmackDown. Yeah, um, just because we expect Becky to come back to Raw. Um, Liv would be a great choice. I don't yeah. think it's not going to be Natalia. I really don't think Natalia gets it. No. Um, so for me, I think it comes down to live or mystery. I, I, yeah, I think you're right. And it might, and like I say, it could play out to where Liv's about to get it. And then if Sonya Deville is that last one comes in and costs her, and then you can run a program as they've been kind of building the animosity between these two, anyway, a program with them, you know, for a couple months before there's any kind of cash in or try to cash in with uh, the money in the bank briefcase. So I am going to say, I'm going to go with, Ooh, the mystery person, the person we don't know. Okay. You're going with the mystery person. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I'm going to go live. Okay. I'm going to go live. I hope you're right. I, I don't know why, but that my gut is telling me to go with Liv Morgan on this one. Um, even though as much as I kind of agree that it almost seems like a heel should have it, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. So boom, you got the mystery person. I got Liv Morgan in that one. Let's move on to the WWE title match. Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Lashley. Yeah. I, I, as, as much as I'd love to see Kofi with the belt again, I think Lashley retains. Yeah, and I think uh, Xavier gets a shot at the next one. I like that. At SummerSlam? Is that the next one? Oh, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. I was thinking, wow, it's already almost August. Man, I, I bet I've got you, very I bet little Xavier, break left. I bet you Xavier gets a, a shot on Raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I was thinking it was June, and it's already July. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but still Lashley. Yeah. yeah, I think Lashley still retains here. Yeah. Um, Universal title match. Roman Reigns versus Edge. Yes. <sighs> I'm torn. Okay. I really am. Because um, we've talked about how the rumor is John Cena supposedly coming back. Uh, not supposed to be there tonight, I don't think, but next week was the one they were maybe advertising him for. Um, But then there's this, he's just signed on for another movie and filming schedule would be butting right up against SummerSlam. Well, it's the same month. It's August. That's all they know. I think if he was going to be at SummerSlam, then he would have worked out the schedule before signing for the movie. That's true. But a lot of times in the contracts for those movies, they have it like to prevent injury and insurance and filming stuff. They don't allow you to do anything physically strenuous for a few weeks before filming starts. Right. But I, I just figure if he's going to be at SummerSlam, then he's going to be at SummerSlam. And I, 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 yeah, I don't think the movie's going to interfere with anything if he's, if he's signing on for one. Okay. So, yeah. But then again, it's like, okay, you brought Edge back. He lost at WrestleMania. You're bringing him back in front of fans to lose again. Uh, I, oh, I'm 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 torn. I am a little torn on this one. Ooh. You said Reigns, right? You're, yes. you're going Reigns. Mm-hmm. 
I really, really want Cena versus Reigns at SummerSlam. So I am going to go Reigns as well. Okay. But I will not be shocked if Edge wins. Okay. Not one bit. <laughs> I will kind of be shocked, but okay. Um, but yeah, so there it is. That's our that's our preview for Money in the Bank, and that's pretty much our show. Uh, what did you love this week, Steve? Um, so when Edge was on Talking Smack, he was talking about how he's had more title reigns than anyone at 31. And then he flippantly said, I'm sorry, I don't count the 24-7 championship. Now, that, that, that's good enough. But then our truth fires back on Twitter and says, that's okay. I don't count your 31 reigns either, so we're even. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. Oh, so, yeah. I give Edge that one versus our truth next WrestleMania. I call it now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's good. God, I love our truth, man. <laughs> I really, really do. Um, something I loved. Hmm. Oh, there's so many good moments this week. I, I, I think I'm going to have to go with that coffin drop. <laughs> ah. That was crazy. That coffin drop into the coffin was just nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Um, that was... That's AEW going for it. And, and Darby Allen, good Lord, throwing caution to the wind. Little skinny Mick Foley, uh, yeah. but yeah. So yeah, it's the show. Hey, if you got any ideas for us, let us know. As I said, we are uh, contemplating some big things coming on in the show later uh, in the next month or so, next few weeks. Uh, we do want your ideas uh, about what's your favorite part of the show. What do you like the most that we do? Is it the recaps? Is it the predictions? Is it the three count? You know, the thing we love the three count. It's a kind of our trademark thing. Is that your favorite thing? Uh, let us know. You can reach out to us on Twitter. You can find us at plus WrestleCast. That's P L U S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Steven at Bizarro Doom. You can look us up on Facebook, send us a message through there or a comment. Uh, just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. And of course, you can find the podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms. But yeah, let us know what you think. And we do appreciate all the love and support that you have been giving us so far. Uh, Stay tuned for hopefully some exciting announcements and more coverage of wrestling like we like to do. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy SmackDown, Slammiversary, Money in the Bank, Raw, Fighter Fest Night 2. Fans are back. We're all excited. Have a great weekend right here from Positively Wrestling. Not tonight.